What's up, beautiful people? It's so good to be back. It's been a while, but I really did need to take a break from my podcast and come back a little bit fresh and hopefully with some great topics and great people on my show. So how have you been? I've been relaxed and recuperated having had my birthday in U.S. I say it like that because I'm really conflicted about the United States sometimes, but it was good to go back and I did get that excitement. I stayed in Washington, uh, Virginia Falls, sorry, Falls Church in Virginia with a friend. And then we went off to New York for three days. And that was interesting because I haven't been to New York since 2019. And I can't believe how the price of everything has gone up. Let me tell you, I remember the days when food was really cheap in America. Not anymore. It was really expensive. But we had a good time. But my down moment was basically I slept with the air conditioning on in this Airbnb duplex. I mean, the air conditioning in the bedroom was literally on top of the bed and I forgot to turn it off. And then I had the most stonking head cold literally for almost a week and a bit when I returned to the UK. So it wasn't great. The highlight of my trip, seeing my friend and a couple of other people, but going to the Afro-American Museum in Washington and also going to Ellis Island and seeing the Statue of Liberty quite close up. It's funny, isn't it? Because I think America is thrown in Brit's face and everybody else's face because of films and things like that. So I think seeing the Statue of Liberty that close up was pretty phenomenal. And you kind of think, who built that? It's an amazing sculpture and it's huge. Anyway, having had that lovely holiday, I think what has really hit me is how resilient people need to be in the face of what's going on in the world, which isn't a great story, people. Let's think about it. There's bad news everywhere from dangerous dogs. So the XL bully, which has been going to be made banned or going to be banned in the UK from December 2023 because it's killed one person, maimed about three. I mean, it's it's shocking. And it's funny because yesterday I was cycling and I saw this Amazon driver delivering a parcel to this woman. And suddenly this dog just came from nowhere and she's shouting at it. And I thought, nah. If it was me, I'd be leaving and throwing, just like in America they used to deliver the papers, I'd be throwing it over the lawn. I'm not walking into someone's place and being chased like a dog. Now, it didn't seem to be a bother for him, but I just thought, this is outrageous. Anyway, off my soapbox about blinking dogs. The flooding in Libya with 11,000 plus casualties. Imagine that. You live in your country and you're flooded beyond flooded. I mean... I'm absolutely gobsmacked, if I'm honest. I I just can't believe it. And so, you know, these people have got to have resilience beyond resilience. And so um, the earthquake in Marrakesh, I've been to Marrakesh so many times up in the Atlas Mountains, and it's so, so sad. I, I just, and this is all due to climate change. And guess what? The UK is pulling back what are we going to do and putting some things in place to reduce climate change? Ugh, we need to wake up. And then the cost of living and the resurgence of the dreaded C word. And I'm not talking cancer, I'm talking COVID. And it was interesting when I was in the States to see so many people wearing masks again. So in light of all of that massive introduction, today I want to talk about resilience and what it means, which is the capacity to withstand or to recover quickly from difficulties. Funnily enough, I've always been told I'm pretty resilient. And so... When I looked at this, I thought, what does that really mean? 
how many times have I been called resilient? And I believe I know what it means, but wanted to double check. And you know what? I am resilient. My life has meant I've had to be from my childhood, the colour of my skin and the knockbacks from that. There are thousands of people who go through the same as me. And I have to think about what slaves went through way back then to get me to where I am now, which is to be sitting in an integrated environment, well, almost, and what they went through. It was through the roof, whether it's friendships, whether it's lovers, the list goes on. How do you bounce back? And when I think about my earlier life in in the care system and the amount of people that I had to endure that treated me badly or did something that was you know, not in my favour. I always bounced back. Now, it may not have been the way in the way that we want, but I've bounced back and I'm here. I'm here to tell a story and I feel really, really proud that I'm here to tell a story about life. Not just my life, I talk about other people's life. We face life's challenges, adversities and crises every damn day, but it's how we deal with them how we bounce back and grow. Some wallow, some excel with knockbacks, and I think I'm one of them. And uh, one of the biggest ones, I think, for me was my when I got my 11 plus. So to get into a grammar school, you had to take what was quite a hard exam, even though I know it's even harder now, and these poor kids are being put under such duress. But I did it, and I was in a children's home at the time. And do you know what their, their um, response was to me? Here's your results, you little nigger, you've got into grammar school. From that day, they let me go to that grammar school for my induction on my own with nobody. And I remember sitting on this school bench all on my own. And a therapist has managed to take me back to that point of why I feel abandoned a lot of times. I'm getting better, but I feel a sense of abandonment. And another example of that is five days ago, I had a sixth sense about my neighbours. And look, we don't talk all the time. They're not as close to me as another set of neighbours. But I thought, I wonder if they're leaving. And lo and behold, one night, it was about 10 o'clock and there they were packing their car, tiny little car. And I thought, this is strange. They're not just taking things to a jumble sale or, or charity shop because it was pictures that were wrapped up in bubble wrap. And I watched them from the window. This is about half past nine at night. And I thought, stop being nosy, Tina. You've got a really bad habit of doing that. But sometimes I do think we need to be aware of what's going on around us, people. So, you know what? I don't hold back. Anyway... The next morning, I'm going to a client's office. It's about half past seven, eight o'clock. I saw this massive van backed up literally to their front door in their driveway. It was a removal van. Do you know, I felt really abandoned. I can't explain how I felt, but, and I've had it before with another neighbour years ago before I moved into my current property and I've been here nearly 20 odd years and they were moving out and I felt abandoned. I felt that people were leaving me. And you know, the therapist has taken me back to all that time ago in school, on my very first day in what would be high school, I guess, for people in the States or anywhere else. And, you know, in the UK, we call it secondary school. I was on my own. I've been abandoned by the people who were supposed to be looking after me. And the worst thing was, okay, in the first year that we call it, so you're 11 years old, and all these kids are going to be in the same year as me. They had their parents with them. I had nobody. Not only that, I was sat on a bench on my own and it felt really horrible, abandoned and rejected. So I was resilient because I kept going and I had to come through that. And I think 
I wanted answers when I got to my older age to think about why is it if I've broken up with a friend, it feels worse than what it is and abandoned. Now, I've, I've got kind of a bit laissez-faire about that now and it is what it is. But the fact of the matter is I looked into it. And so when I see other people, I've got a friend at the moment who's going through quite a lot, but he's not resilient. He never thinks of solutions. It's a bit negative. It's a bit, you know, a load of old chat and then does nothing. And I've actually been looking at him thinking, you're not really resilient. Do I need this kind of fake facade of an energy around me? And this is another thing, but I'm going to come on to that in another chat another week about energy and who's around you and how you deal with positivity. So signs of resilience then. A resilient person is someone who has strong coping skills. How many times do we hear, I can't cope, I can't do this, I can't whatever, and is able to marshal their available resources, ask for help when needed, and find ways to manage the situation they are facing. People with psychological resilience are able to use their skills and strengths to respond to life's challenges, which can include those related to, and you're not going to be surprised at these, death. And Let me talk about death very quickly because I still think I've got issues with death, surprisingly. I realise I'm a very emotional person. I realise that when it comes to death, is it a reality that someone's not going to be there anymore? And I I think I'm quite scared about that. And the other day, my neighbour lost his wife to cancer and uh, he was talking about it with me and he said, I'm going to send you the link, Tina, to, um, to the service, which, let me tell you something, the funerals now, it's a whole different ball game it's like a whole theater set up they had drones filming you had the 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 journey from the church house to the church and then the crematorium I cried when I saw his speech I really did cry and I thought you've still got an issue with death and he will be resilient he's a pastor anyway (laughs) sorry I just had to say that so again a resilient person how they cope with divorce oh god I've got another friend can't bear thinking about divorce because he's already gone from A to Z without thinking about the steps to be taken in between. He's so not resilient. He wants this simple life that's all about, I can't upset the apple cart. I don't know what my happiness, no, sorry. I don't care about my happiness. I just want to go with the norm, which I can't really get with. I guess because of my background and what I've had to go through, it's a bit more than that. Financial issues, illness, job loss. I mean, illness is a big one. People who have, especially with dementia, vascular dementia is a big thing in the UK at the moment. Cancer, obviously. And it's not just the people who have got it. It's those that are with those people and going through it with them. Medical emergencies. And I'm always humbled. Let me tell you something. There's an amazing film called The Boston Bomber. It's not amazing in terms of it glorifies a true event that happened in Boston where this guy got his legs bloody blown off. It's about the resilience this guy took to come back and to walk again and to have a wife and to have children. Now, listen, when I watch that, I think about just take me to Digitas, I think it's called that, in um, Switzerland. Give me a pill and put me to sleep. I'll never come back with it. So there's my limiting belief right there that if something happened where I'd lose everything, and there was another woman as well that ate some bad tilapia in America. Can't remember the area. She's lost all her limbs. You see me? I'd be like, just put me to sleep. Coming back to live a life without any limbs at all and being a, not even a, it's a, what's it, a quadriplegic or whatever it is because you've got no limbs. It's just, I can't imagine that. 
but people doing their resilience is beyond resilience. So I love watching documentaries or anything like that. And then the resilience of the people that are going through these natural disasters right now, Libya, Morocco, the list goes on and on and on. Because before you had those two recent ones, you had climate change with the extreme heat and the fires. So honestly, there are so many resilient people that when I have these doubts and these negative thoughts like I've just explained, I feel really guilty. So what are the signs of resilience? Survivor mentality. You look at yourself as a survivor, knowing things when knowing when things are tough, you keep going and you know that you're going to make it through. There was something that was resilient in me with the care system that I didn't know this until later years, but I felt I've always got this spiritual dad sitting on my shoulder that they're going to put me through hell, but I'm always going to get through. And so now I use that feeling to know that if something's a bit low or down or I'm feeling away, something is going to happen to lift me straight back out of it again. Even when I didn't work for five months and I thought, mm, maybe you need to put a little bit of effort in, Tina. And I did. I put some effort in, reached out to somebody. I'm back on track again. But at the same time, I knew I was going to be OK. Feeling in control is a sign of resilience. Feel actions can play part in determining outcome of events. So when you feel the actions that you're going to take, then that can determine how an event is going to turn out. Problem solving skills, look at the situation rationally and come up with a solution, that make a difference. And again, I refer to this friend, I'm mentioning, mentioning him a lot because he lean, means a lot to me. And you know, when you're on the outside, almost acting like a therapist and a counsellor to that person, and they're not hearing because actually they don't want a solution. They don't want a solution because they would rather just keep going in their little bubble of messiness and I'm just going to keep going like this. I don't want to improve. I don't want to do anything. I find that really difficult. But someone as well, signs of resilience, someone who is self-compassionate, they show self-acceptance. You accept something. You also treat yourself with kindness when things get tough. I was quite good at that on occasions. So when things were tough, I'd always think about something that could make me feel good. I'd be kind to myself. Many of the time it would be buying something that I probably didn't need. But other times it would be, I'm going to go and have a coffee and just watch the world go by. Because there used to be a dark place I was in. And I would actually stay in my cave, not speak to anybody and whatever. Now my way of treating myself with kindness as well is I put my phone on airplane mode just to be with me. Let me have that undivided attention for myself. And also another thing that is really important now, somebody had a go at me about this the other day, is social support. You have a solid network and knowing when to ask for help. I've got to admit, I could be better at this because a friend has said to me, you do so much for everybody else, but you never ask for help. But I think the reason why I don't, because I get let down. In the best possible way, people say, yeah, I'm here for you. When you go to them with that big thing, they're not. And it's funny, I've now looked at my friendships tight, one hand, the friends on one hand. And I spoke to my friend in America about this, apart from the distance. And we said we'd be there for each other. But I think there are, as I've said before, there are acquaintances, there are those solid friends in your inner circle. And then there's the friends on the periphery that they're always going to be there going to do a bit of brunch with, like I did yesterday with some girlies, which is absolutely fantastic. But could I turn to any one of those and say, 
okay, I've got this coming up. I really need your help. Probably not. And I think once we recognise that, it's a lot easier. There are different types of resilience as well. There's a physical. That refers to how the body deals with change and recovers from physical demands, illnesses and injuries. So we talked about cancer and stuff. And I remember when I had my Achilles tendon operation, the surgeon said to me, you're not going to be able to walk for a while. Listen, I was an extreme athlete. I got to walk within a week because I needed to and I needed to compete again. So maybe I've contradicted myself when I said about having my limbs blown off and take me to digitize, give me a pill, put me to sleep because I can't cope. Maybe I would. It's a different story when you're in it. But I think you do need that network around you. And sometimes a bit like how I felt in COVID, I felt alone because now I definitely know that I want a partner in my life because I don't want to be on my own. I really don't want to be on my own. And I hear a lot of my friends who are single say, yeah, you know, I'm cool. I'm not sure if they are, you know, because I'm not. I'm all right in my day to day. But there are times now as I'm getting older, I've been resilient and I will remain resilient. But I want to have somebody else in my life to share. So um, the physical side, it affects how people age as well, how you bounce back from something and how you respond and recover from physical stress and medical issues. The other type of resilience is mental, which I think is really important because we see so many people now with mental health, a person's ability to adapt to change and uncertainty. People who have this type of resilience are flexible and calm during times of crisis. Well, that's certainly not me, so I need to work on that. They use their mental strength to solve the problem. They move forward and remain hopeful even when they are facing setbacks. And there was a brilliant film called 13. It's about the 13 boys that were trapped in a cave in Thailand having got caught out by the floods and there was a really strong focus on the guys that rescued them and I think one of the guys was going through marriage issues or something that was resilience and even those boys they were resilient but for me that example sprung to mind because of the guys that were being knocked back. They had to go in, drug these guys, bring them out one by one, watch it. It's on Netflix, I think, or maybe it's on Amazon Prime. Absolutely wicked film. But I like those disaster movies because they give me strength and they do make me resilient. I think, hang on, Tina, what are you moaning about? Then there is the social type of resilience, the community resilience, which involves the ability of groups to recover from difficult situations. And that will be people that have suffered things like the flooding in Libya, the people who've lost everything in the Atlas Mountains because of the earthquake and because they need to come together and connect with others to solve the problem that affects people individually and collectively. Sarah Everard also springs to mind for me in the UK. This was the young woman that was raped and killed by a fucking police officer because when those women came together and marched in a public place some of them got arrested and put inside and sent to court and they've only just been pardoned they believed in something they came together to show their resilience about what had happened and I really respect that the other one is emotional being able to regulate emotions during times of stress some people are just You know what I mean? That's a bit extreme. But resilient people are more aware of their emotional reactions and tend to be in touch with their inner life. 
because of this, they are also able to calm their mind and manage their emotions when they are dealing with negative experiences. You see, sometimes I flip a lid, guys. I do. And I need to really think about that going forward. So the impact of resilience. Resilience is what gives people the psychological strength to cope with stress and hardship. It is the mental pit of strength that people are able to call on in times of need to carry them through carry them through without falling apart. Do you know that psychologists believe that resilient individuals are better able to handle adversity and rebuild their lives after a struggle? I kind of I think I agree with that. Like I said, I'm pretty resilient. There are a few bits I need to to deal with. You know, dealing with change or loss is an inevitable part of life. And at some point, everyone experiences varying degrees of setbacks. Some of these challenges might be relatively small not getting into a class or being turned down for a promotion at work while others are disastrous on much on a much larger scale like you know hurricanes and terrorist attacks and I think I wasn't very good at dealing with change for a while because I liked everything in its place and a little bit like I said about the abandonment issue the changes come and neighbours moved but it lasted for all the 24 hours. And if you think about the change I had to go through when I was younger, I've dealt with it all of the time. And, you know, those who lack resilience may become overwhelmed by such experiences. They tend to dwell on problems and use unhelpful coping mechanisms to deal with them. Resilience gives people the strength to tackle problems head on, overcome adversity and move on with their lives. Remember that. Tackle problems head on, overcome adversity and move on with their life. So how to be more resilient? How can you improve that side of things? Well, it might seem a bit corny, but check this out. Be optimistic. How many pessimistic people do you come across on a day-to-day basis? Because I do, and they drain my energy. I know, blah, blah, blah. There are also other people that appear optimistic, but they don't actually believe what they're saying. I've got a friend like that as well. And I feel that she spouts a lot of this optimism, but deep down, she isn't optimistic at all. So you've got to check yourself when you're saying things or hearing things. Yeah, I think, yeah, let's start looking at the law of attraction because I feel that I've lost a gap. I've formed a gap somewhere and that I need to be re-reading some bits of law of attraction. I started this morning and I felt really good. As I said, my rituals sort of dropped off a little bit, maybe because I went on holiday and had that break. But I feel that this time there's a change going on. We know it's autonomous. Well, sort of. The season's going to change. It's going to be dark. We need to get ourselves prepared healthy habits sleep eat well exercise nurture close relationships live against your values view challenges as learning opportunities I've always done that I'm not going to lie if there's been a challenge and I've had a knockback I see that as a learning situation and I do believe that certain things are not meant to happen they're not meant to be and that is why things are against us you have to face the fear and do it anyway and just embrace the change Focus on things you can control instead of dwelling on what you can't change. Regulate emotions and express feelings appropriately. Sometimes, you know, I've blown up before and I'm like, really, Tina, did you really need to do that? And so according to Business Insider, because, you know, I always do a little research when I do my episodes and some of you have been so congratulatory. Oh, my gosh, that was so awful the way I said that. But some of you have really praised me in terms of, oh, my God, I didn't know that fact. And that was a really good episode because and that's because I do actually use some research. So this particular 
piece is signs your resilience, resilient rather, according to Business Insider. You hold yourself accountable. You don't complain. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one. Everybody has a little moan, don't they? You're self-aware. That's a big one for me. I am aware. I'm aware if I piss someone off. I'm aware of things I'm doing that may not be in tune with my values, etc., etc., etc. And resilient people practice mindfulness and cultivate self-awareness. You accept your limits because you're neither perfect nor limitless. And you accept your weaknesses and your strength in order to adapt. You're not afraid to ask for help. You don't compare yourself to others. I think everybody does that. And social media... Listen, the other day I looked at something and it triggered me. I had to come off for a couple of days because I was comparing myself to someone who was out having a good time and I felt like I was an outsider looking in. What a weird thought to have. Signs you're resilient, you know you can't plan everything. You cultivate a support system and you take care of you. Yes, you do. Know what makes you happy. What really gives you a smile if you're taking care of yourself? It's not all about just healthy eating and exercise. There'd be other things. It could be, I just got in my car and I drove and played loud music. That's okay too, you know. That is okay. So in summary, resilience is a dynamic and ongoing process. It's not something earned overnight, but there is a sign if you are or aren't. It's not just about bouncing back, but also about learning and growing from adversity. I did that from my childhood. That's why I know I'm resilient. And that's why I had to do this episode. Cultivating resilience can lead to improved mental and emotional well-being, increased confidence and a better ability to navigate life's challenges. It's important to note that resilience is not a fixed trait. It can be developed and strengthened over time. Additionally, everyone has different levels of resilience in different situations. You may be more resilient than the next person or in certain areas of your life or during specific challenges. But we're not all cut from the same cloth. But people, be more resilient. You'll thank me for it. Until the next episode, I hope you enjoy this one and I'll speak to you next time. Or rather, you'll be listening to me next time. Hopefully I'll have a guest for the next one. I'm working on that now. Take care and have a beautiful week. (laughs) 